This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered! Well, I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Well, hi. Happy Monday, boys and girls. Welcome into another episode of the Bostonian versus the book. Dave Sherapan, the book, myself, Matt Peralt, the Bostonian. We are back after a master's weekend. And Dave, you often say that when the books get hit hard, the lights come on the next day. Yep. What happens when a gambler gets hit hard? Does the lights go on the next day? Because <laughs> I, I got know, my ass handed to me yeah. over the last three days. Killed. Happens. That's all. It's all part of the process. Um, I don't know. Like, like you said on that other show, like take a walk, take yeah. take take some time, take <laughs> you know, just breathe. Like, did don't you hear my pod place. last night? Did you hear that? Don't force place. Yes, I did. Wow, I look did. at you listening to the juice. I, I appreciate did. that. Wow, I did. Um, yeah, it was. I I am very light today, but damn, did I get? I mean, that shot on twelve for Cam Smith buried me. <laughs> buried me that was it the I first needed, one or the second one the one in the drink on 12 on the three. yeah that, then he made instead of making a four or five he made a six it was yeah. done it was just torched yeah. every i had him going 70 or under on on sunday i had him winning it on sunday i had him beating Scotty Scheffler on Sunday. I had all things rolling and that shot on 12. It looked good. I mean, one, two, birdie, birdie. Let's go. <laughs> Wheels fall off. Scheffler hit that shot on three that went in. That was Ended incredible. Ended I mean, the tournament. That was it. That, that, that yep. was the, that was the, okay, stop the bleeding. Like we're okay. Yep. And then we'll par you to death that you got to just, you got to make, birdies now yeah. it forces you when the leader doesn't have to make birdie and can make par 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 that 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 forces the guys behind hand a little bit and cam has is capable of it i mean he, he's very capable of it but that was an impressive performance man the kid's 25 p wrote he's 25 cam or scheffler yeah i mean 25 and he switched caddies, and that was the biggest. Since he switched caddies, his caddy has made $900,000 My man. in commission Woo. over the last 60 days that's, with Scotty Scheffler. That's Four crazy. wins in six tournaments, Woo. including a World Golf Championship event and winning a, a, a major. Only one other man, a man who did it six times, has done that. Yeah, that man is Tiger Woods. That's he's awesome. in elite elite company at the moment for the way that Scotty Scheffler has been playing and what he just did. It's unbelievable. I mean, it was over technically. You could say it was over as of Friday. Like that was it. Like he just 
it was a walk in the park in some ways. He had no sweat really to win the green jacket. Like it was. Well, you heard him though talk about it afterward, which was one of the most like eye opening sound bites for making someone human. Yeah. Like, I mean, he woke up crying, like, I'm not ready for this, you know, and and, and had his, is that his wife or his girlfriend? I don't know. Uh, Yeah. I think his wife. Yes. His fiance. Like, I'm not sure they're even married, but either way, like, you know, say it's okay. Like what, who's to say you're not ready. Like it's just go play. Like, and, um, I mean, it was, it was, it's just fun to see somebody actually do it. Like, and not, you know, because we focus on, there's been so many, like, bad collapses collapses on the Masters on Sunday. And he was able to, I think it was anything but a walk in the park. I mean, he was was nervous the whole time and got a break on three. Because if that ball doesn't go in that hole, it goes by. It's, it's, we're talking about something completely different. It's probably a double. Yeah. He yeah. probably shoots a double on there. Oh. And then it's all wheels are off and everything just completely changes. I, I would agree. I mean, it's. It was that close. It was yep. that close to being a different story. And again, it just, you just, you watch par, par, par and social media and everybody watching and was like, oh, this is boring. Are you kidding me? Oh, We're watching the coming of age of, of. A legitimate another superstar. Now, again, we've seen this before. The Masters, some young guys have won this not in the very too very recently. Yep. And they haven't been able to sustain it. It's very hard to 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 carry on. Everybody's good. You saw what what Rory and Morikawa did just on 18, and what more what Rory did on the back nine on Sunday. He shot 64 yesterday. Yeah, he was Come low on. round, low round of the day. It's incredible what he did. I mean, oh. he was he was outstanding. I mean, it's interesting when you look at because Tiger fell out of contention so early. I was really surprised how poorly Tiger played on Sunday. He was completely out of gas. I thought after the way he finished the third round, he was going to come back just pissed off and full of piss and vinegar and it didn't happen. He just, he was out of it. He was tired. Him just playing four rounds of golf is incredible. So I'm not downplaying the story. I just thought Tiger was going to come back and play better on Sunday than he did. But people were saying they wanted to see more drama. They want to see more excitement out of the whole thing. But Scotty Scheffler eight weeks ago had never won on the PGA tour, 70 starts. He had won 8.7 million, but he's ranked 14th in the world. He picks up, the former caddy from Bubba Watson. And he goes and wins four tournaments, 17.6 million, number one ranking in the world. And now the master's champion. (laughs) I mean, it's, you want to talk about throwing a switch. That is, he was, he was this close. And the caddy, I think is what made the difference. It just flipped the switch and turned things into, you know, he was, he's been able to just grind and win and be the best player in the world, not even close. It's not even close. It's amazing that he's the best player in the world. Yeah, it's so it's it's so good. And and you know, I mean, now that you're back in it hitting balls again, when you're hitting it good and you believe every shot you hit and you hit every putt with the purpose of making it, not yeah. just getting it close, like everything changes. There's, there's yeah. just, there's, and, and you ride that as long as you can. Cause as fast as it comes, it, it goes away too. 
it can go away just like that. Well, so to see him do it on the stage that he did it on yesterday, in addition to the run that he's on, um, you know, I, I, I've been, I did a couple hits already before the show this morning. And somebody asked me, am I surprised that he's the third choice for the next tournament? No, hold on, hold on. I'm not. You're Are jumping you? ahead. You always jumping ahead. Hold I'm on. Not. We'll get to that topic here in a second. You read I'm the rundown. Not. You know the rundown. We'll get to that topic in a second. Just don't step on this. Just teeing you up. In two topics. The first topic we have to talk about is Tiger playing at the British, however. Oh. Because that because that is monster news. Is it? Folks. I mean, like, oh there was any doubt that he wasn't going to play there? Of course there was. No doubt. It was it's at St. Andrews. It's his favorite golf course. He's won multiple times there. And if there wasn't going to be a media circus for that event, there's going to be a media circus for that event. I mean, global media circus for that event. I'm really happy to hear it. Does he play the PGA next month in your mind? Uh, I got to see. We got to see how his body feels because he's definitely playing St. Andrews. Like, yes. we, I mean, I already knew that. Like, if you'd asked me, Better to book it. I just said, just put the whole, both of our houses on it. Like that's it. We're, <laughs> I know he's playing St. Andrews. Yeah. Um, now what does he play in between? Nothing. I don't know. By don't Sunday, think- he looked worn out. You don't think no. he's going to play the PGA? I don't think so. I think, I think he's going to, I think he's going to pick and choose. I think he's going to be very, very selective. I think he, I think there's a chance he plays the U S open. If he plays well at the British open. But I don't think he plays. I think he's going to take some time. He's got to be so freaking sore today. I mean, he was walking with a driver as a cane yesterday. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like he's mean, got to be hurting right now. But now he knows he can do it. So I think now it's about building back up, getting stronger, and preparing for one specific tournament. PGA's where? Southern Hills? Yeah. That's in Oklahoma? Yes, right? Yeah. I don't think, yeah, I don't think there's a, I mean, I don't know how flat it is and how not flat it is, but it might be easier to walk. And I mean, Sounds obviously right. he, he walked one sense. of the hilliest courses in the United States that they play yeah. on. Right. So, you know, now it's going to be pick and choose based on one, what courses fit his eye and where he's had success in the past and where he feels like he owes people coming yeah. back and two, where he can physically do the job. So, um, his I don't game, know. His game right now, his game fits St. Andrews. Like that's Dubsy was talking about it on Twitter and he's right. You look at the way Tiger is playing at the moment, the way he's around the greens, his feel. One thing he didn't lose is his feel. He's got chipping and putting still. He still has it a lot. And that's St. Andrews to a T because everyone, the, the ground's so damn hard that it's just about avoiding the pop bunkers, <laughs> like just about avoiding not going into one of those traps. And you can do that with accuracy and, and you don't need to be the longest guy in the world to win that tournament. You just have to be very accurate and know where the ball is going. And Tiger right now knows where the ball is going. It's not going great for him in that moment, but it's still, he drove the ball extremely well. All four rounds, the driver was working for Tiger. The putter is what really screwed him. And now he'll go back and spend, he'll, he's going to grind. I mean, he, I think he had, in the course of the match, I think he had four, three putts over the tournament. He which had- is 36 putts in a day. Yeah, that was Friday. That was horrible. Like, that was <laughs> 36 horrible. putts in a day. Yeah. Like, yeah. we have less than 36 putts yeah. in a Like, if we had 36 putts in a day, we'd be mad. Right. You know? He's like, you don't want to so have you know, 36 putts. He had 36 putts. 
And that's just reading greens and experience and being out there and knowing what's going to happen. So, well, he, he missed the, I mean, he had some long putts yep. that were, you know, he's, his game is not anywhere close to where he wants it to be. Right. But it's still Tiger Woods, man. Sunday, red shirt, the whole How, thing. Somebody said, cool. somebody said on Twitter, that's the best jersey in sports. Tiger on Sunday wearing what? red. I mean, come on. I don't know. That's a good, that's a, that's a, I, that's a damn good point. Is there a better, more iconic thing than when that thing comes out? You know what it is? Sunday red is pretty good. Oh, it's, it's pretty good. It was fun, man. It was fun to see. Like, again, it was just like, ah, oh, just, it's okay. Like it's, it's, he's it's, okay. It, yeah. It's just, it's, it was, was one of those things that I, I think we can appreciate having seen what it was and where it was. I, I recorded that thing that was on before the actual coverage started right. about the Tiger. I haven't watched it yet. I'm going to watch that tonight. Um, but so many moments and so many things and so many things happened with him wearing that Sunday red. I don't know. Made me feel good seeing it. Oh, that's interesting. Someone pointed out that it might be the on the chat that uh, it's in Tulsa, Oklahoma, yeah. and that the, the heat of the PGA might keep Tiger away. It's interesting. Because the sun, way hotter in in August when it's usually the last major. It's still hot in June in Oklahoma, though. It's still hot, it, or in May rather. It's, it's it still can be it can be the humidity won't be as bad as it is in the summertime, but it, it can get hot. I mean, it can be ninety five. Oh, so he's going to go to St. Andrews and play in a cold, nasty weather in St. Andrews. He just played in the cold, nasty weather at Augusta. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean it's I mean, easier to play in the cold than it is the heat. You're crazy. In golf, all I don't. I don't think it's easier in heat. I think the heat. When when you're feeling not right and you're hurting, it gets tight on you. But I I think in terms of the overall, you don't get the cold. Doesn't make you tired. The heat. There's no shade. You can't go on a golf cart (laughs) like you're out there in the sun, getting beat on, wearing pants (laughs) like you're wearing long pants, getting heat on you. I, I could see him saying, "Hey, this is not." The weather's not right. I'm not going to play the PGA. Right. But let's talk about, you mentioned it. John Rahm is the betting favorite for the PGA, not Scotty Scheffler. Right. What the hell are the books doing? Nobody knows who Scotty Scheffler is. I mean, they, they, they better know now. What the yeah. hell are they doing? The books just got hit on 16 to 1, 20 to 1. They got crushed on this. This the dude. Books, the books didn't get crushed. On, on Scheffler, they did. Not, not overall, but on Scheffler, they did. So why would, why would they want to get hit again? They didn't take that many bets. That's what I'm saying. They didn't, they, he wasn't really? one of the top guys bet overall. Okay. I love when a 16 as the book, when a 16 to one wins, that's fantastic. It's great. Especially a guy 16 to one. It's not Rory McElroy or right. Dustin Johnson or any of the, any of the names. I mean, you just summed up his career a, a few segments ago. No, I, I agree. I didn't buy it either. I mean, I didn't yeah. bet him. I, I, I thought, okay, this is great. This guy's hot. He's a great, he's a perfect fade spot. Like it was a perfect fade spot on the guy that, the hot name, new number one, comes out of nowhere to be the number one player in the world. Everyone's like, you know, he's number one, but it's more because all the big names right now at the same time are not playing well, which is weird. Like Dustin Johnson's not playing well. You mentioned Rory's not playing well. John Rom's not playing well. John Rom plays like crap. What happened to John Rom? But he's the favorite here. Played well on Sunday. But he's the favorite going into the PGA. I'm surprised. I gotta be yeah. honest. I thought Scotty Scheffler would, would be the would be the favorite going in. Well, he, I mean, he might be if 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 the the guys that bet him, 
you know, that bet him in, in this, bet him again, then he will be the favorite. And it won't take long to get there because he's, what, the third choice right now? Yeah. I didn't look uh-huh. at the – yeah, he's right there. So yeah. um, a lot of this now becomes name recognition. The Masters pool is so big and so many people got welcomed into it this week when Tiger said he was playing. So the books had a monster tournament. And anybody that tells you different, I'd be pretty surprised. There weren't enough props that hit. There weren't enough things that happened. Yes, Tiger made the cut, and that was one that maybe left a mark. But it didn't break any windows, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) It didn't break any windows. But that was for you, Farah. Just yeah, yeah, I, I, I heard it, buddy. I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I mean, who who would you make the favorite for for the PGA? It, well, I mean, if you make Scheffler the favorite automatically, then you're looking to get action on these other guys. You got to leave Scheffler a little bit down because, I mean, I'll tell you this right now: he ain't winning the PGA. Oh. This run just can't continue. I don't think he's winning it. Okay. That's what the books are saying. It's, I mean, it's a fantastic accomplishment. He's going to go there in a different style golf course and keep this run up and He's beat won Tiger. Four tournaments in four different style golf tournaments in four different courses. It's won four different tournaments. This dude's winning everywhere right now. Not just winning; he's lapping the field. He's killing people right now. He is. He is kicking ass and taking names. There's no. I mean, question. he's in a different level at the moment. I mean, look, Rom's eleven to one at Caesars. Scheffler and Rory are twelve to one. Morikawa and JT are fourteen to one. Yeah. So there's your top five going into the PGA mm. that'll happen next month. And somebody said, which is more iconic, Jordan's emblem, the jump man, or Tiger wearing red on Sundays? I mean, that Jordan emblem is everywhere. That's a damn good question. Jordan emblem is everywhere. I would say only because I would say the Jordan emblem has crossed over to college sports and to boxing that like the Jordan emblem means more than just NBA basketball. Yeah. So like, I would say that's more iconic just because it's golf, it's college basketball, it's boxing. Uh, where else? Where else? Where are the? Because Jordan brand it's in baseball. There's guys right. that have it on thank, the baseball. Thank you. Thank you. Baseball. I know there's one. I know another sport else. Yeah. There's baseball where there's Jordan branded. Because Jeter was the first Jordan branded right. baseball player, right? Yeah. It's yeah, all. So, it's all over the place. But I mean, yeah. it's on the close. It's. It's. He hasn't played in how long? It's still everywhere you go. Any store you go to oh, yeah. has all that stuff all over the place. Sunday, I'm, you know, red is great for golfers, and it is Tiger, right. but. It's if we're making a price, it's minus, I don't know, 800 to Jordan. Logo. <laughs> yeah, it's a good question, though. It, it, it is a good icon- question. Two iconic things. All right. So our boy, Frank Vogel. No Jeez. one knows shit. He didn't know shit. He was asked <laughs> last night. Hey, uh, Woj is reporting. You're fired. Yeah. Damn. No one's told me shit. <laughs> ain't that, I mean, ain't that when something. I get fired, please, somebody don't have a reporter call me and tell me that I'm fired. Just tell me first. Just that's tell one me of the first. Most, that's brutal. That is an absolutely oh. brutal way to find out that you're getting let go. I mean, he had to have known it was coming, but it's still a brutal way in a press conference. After you, <laughs> your team wins a game, the dude comes off the bench and does a reverse double clutch slam at the end of that who, game. Who was that kid? Did White man po- can't jump. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who that kid was. I saw the highlights before I fell asleep. I'm like, yeah. wait a second. Who is that guy? <laughs> and why jump. hasn't he been playing a little bit more? 
<laughs> grab right. it, double clutch, bang. Like, that was like, holy crap. Like, where did that come from? What was to that? En- to end the NBA season. That's a hell of a, you know, poster to put yourself up on right there. But oh. Lakers, I mean, Nuggets lose that game in pathetic fashion. That was bad. But they, 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 were, they didn't care, obviously. But right. Vogel's out. After the, after the game, Anthony Davis said that him and LeBron are still able to be the centerpieces of a championship team. Disagree. But what happens now? Like, do they blow it up or do they try to bring in somebody? I mean, the, the rumor is they want Nick Nurse from the Raptors to be their coach. Why in the hell would he leave the Raptors to go there? To L.A.? To Lakers? I mean, Toronto versus L.A.? Listen, man, you, you've been there. There's a lot of traffic. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of things going on there. A lot of money. It's a lot of money, but I mean, he's doing okay in Toronto. He's got a good team. I need it from a coach. I need a good team. I don't need headaches. I can't fix what I don't got. Like, I don't know how exciting it is right now for an established coach to say, yeah, let me go coach the Lakers. Who are we bringing in? Ain't nobody coming. They ain't come yet. And you got the guys. I mean, you got LeBron. Okay. AD can't stay healthy. Like, he just can't stay healthy. So, I don't know how much in a hurry I'd be to go to go to L.A. if I was Nick Nurse. What do they do? I mean, how much more can you blow it up? I, I don't. I you you said it. You can't blow it up pretty bad. I mean, you can remove the two superstars, and that's pretty much the A bomb. That's, like, that's what I was gonna say. Would <laughs> can you keep one, or do you have to send them both or keep them both? I don't think people, I don't know if LeBron brings much back. That's the problem. Like what does that contract, what, what does LeBron bring back? Second round pick? Maybe one other player. I mean, I don't know what he brings back from a GM perspective. When you're talking about not signing LeBron, but trading for LeBron, he has to okay it on top of that. He has a no trade clause. So I don't know. I, I, I think you can build around Anthony Davis. But Anthony Davis can't stay healthy. So there's a big problem with Anthony Davis as to what do you do long-term with him because on the court, he's tremendous. tremendous. Off the court, he's a big problem. I don't know what you do. I, 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 I mean, I know this. You grade all the futures, like regular season wins, and you know you grade the teams that are eliminated to win the NBA championship. You grade them as soon as they're eliminated. That was a big number posted yesterday. If it wasn't good enough with Tiger and not making and winning the Masters, you graded all the Lakers championship numbers. Yeah, you had some fun. Some people had a big day yesterday when this thing gets reported to be like, boy, April Handel, April Handel win percentage was up pretty good. I wonder why. A lot of things happened in April. It was pretty good for the for the book. So um I don't know, man. Like I <laughs> I don't know who's in a hurry to go there to Mm -mm. play. And I don't know what you do if you're in there. I don't think you can keep them both. Like, I mean, or you you have to keep them both or you you have to trade them both. I think you bite the bullet and you rebuild. You bite the bullet and go, look, look at the Western Conference. We tried to do this. I mean, there's no, we talked about it on Friday. Four years with LeBron brought you one ring in the bubble which I consider to be an asterisk and everything else has been a disaster. You got to just suck it up and realize you made some mistakes. You tried to run with Anthony Davis 
and let's see what you can get back from a young core and go and try to rebuild over the next two or three years. You're the Lakers. You are an incredibly attractive place to go play. Maybe DeMar DeRozan will go play for you now. And maybe you can go get him and figure out, say, hey, you know, LeBron's gone. You're from LA. You've always dreamt of playing here. Hey, find a way to acquire talent. You know, try to find a way to bring in people that want to have a run because you're going to be bad for a couple of years, but you can be good in two, two and a half. So you got a, you got a 37-year-old basketball player who is a control freak, and you've given him everything you wanted. You've given, given him everything. He's going to walk away with a disaster behind him in the wake. <laughs> I mean, disaster. Lakers are going to be bad for a while. Even if they try to keep on doing this, it's just they're not a good team. <sighs> yeah. I, 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 what's the exit meetings like there right now? He fired Frank in the middle of the night. You should have fired you should have fired you. (laughs) LeBron just going through the whole like GM. You suck. You suck. You suck. It's not me, man. Don't look at me. You suck. You suck. Like he never takes responsibility for any of this. Like if LeBron was right, he'd go to his post exit press conference with the media, which he'd sit down and he'd say, look, this is on me. Okay. I did this. I'm going to work with the team. I'm going to figure out a way that we all can get out of this. It makes it what makes sense for everybody. I want to, I want to leave the team in the best place right now. We tried it. We won one ring, but clearly it's over. Now let's figure out what's next. There's zero chance of that happening. There is a better chance of me walking on the moon than that happening. Actually, you're right. You'd be, you'd be minus 125. Yeah, yeah, to walk okay. On LeBron James yeah. is never going and doing a Mia culpa in front of the media ever. There's no, no freaking way that guy's taking responsibility for what he had, what happened. Have you ever been at a place like with the exit meetings? Like when I was working for the TV station and in like the Penguins losing a playoffs, so you got to go out yeah. and see everybody leave and try to get sound bites. It's a miserable Awful. experience. Awful. So it's, bad. It's, t- it's so tough. And, and it's so hard on the media relations people. It's so hard oh. because everyone is pissed off. Everybody's pissed off. Nobody knows their future except a yeah. couple guys. Like you, you realize these teams are year to year teams. Yeah. There's a core that's still there, but like you may never see that guy again. And you were just teammates, and like, and it shows you how small the window is for oh, pro, for pro athletes. It's right? so small, and, and, and that's why people and, and fans that get pissed off about players who hold out or players that go for their own. It's like guys. If you knew, if you were in that position and you knew that you had a finite, and I mean finite number of days to make this money and you will never be compensated ever again at the level you're being compensated right now, you would do the same thing. You would in go a for heartbeat. your own. In a heartbeat. That's, I mean, you know, we, we talk about that stuff all the time. Like I'm a hundred percent with that. A hundred percent. Because like you said, as fast as it comes, it can go. And now they're all leaving now (laughs) and they're getting out. They fired the coach without telling them. Sorry, Madeline. Uh It's the pool guy. It's the pool guy. It's the pool guy. Oh no. Somebody knocked at the door. It's spring break. No, he's just, he's outside in the back and the dogs go crazy. And like, he's just, that's why I I leave a window open so I can see what's going on in the backyard. And the guy just walked by. So the dogs are going crazy. And then Madeline goes crazy. And there's some stranger in the backyard and she gets all nervous and she comes running in here. Okay, come here, come here, come here, just come here, just come here, come here, come here, okay, come here, just come here, okay, come here, it's all right, 
It's all right. Sh- show where's everybody the, where's show everybody grandma? Go. Show everybody. She went home last night. Okay. Grandma hey, home. nice jersey. <laughs> hey, again. nice jersey. You look like you you look like you're ready to play hockey. I like it. <laughs> Thank you. All right. All right. We're okay. okay. Can, can Everybody's you good. Just tell them go, to stop. Tell talking. her to go quiet those dogs. You, yeah, now. just tell her to quiet the dogs down. Just go put Ninja in his crate and lock, it, lock him up and tell him to be quiet, okay? <laughs> yes, you can use that word only today. Yeah. No. <laughs> you, you, you. <laughs> we're just, she, we're she doing the show. What are you she, doing? She asked me, she goes, can I use the S word? I said, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> but I wanted you to go yell at, go talk to him. Not don't yell it down the hallway. <laughs> Go actually go go put him in the thing, you goofball. Welcome welcome to the new age of working from home. Uh, and spring break, which is I thought I thought you were gonna say use the S word. I thought she was gonna say shit. Oh wow. no. Yeah, really yeah, letting no, it go. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah, please don't do that. Thank here. you, Madeline. Sorry. So I just found out, by the way, that spring break was starting today, last night at about nine o'clock PM. And did, I said, wait a did second. You, do you guys go back Tuesday or Monday? Because I found that out this morning. I don't know anything about any of this. We wrap ar- we wrap around, like this is the craziest thing in the world. Like we don't have. It's th- not Monday through Friday. No, it's it's next- Monday through Monday. Yeah, it's Friday. It's, it's Saturday, Sunday, the entire week. Saturday, Sunday, Monday. They go back Tuesday. Might be the dumbest. If I, I'm like, this has to be because parents go away, and parents want to fly back for Sunday. And then have like a half day on Monday or something when they go back to work. Like this has to be a pair, like a family created or a, or like a parent created thing. I never had an eight day vacation for spring break. Everything was different when we were younger. Cool. None of this, none of this is all new. It's all, it's all, it's all different. I don't know. I, I'll have to find this out. I literally just found out that everybody was going to be around today the whole day for the next week. I'm like, yes. why are you guys, what is going on? Like they're breaking out games and puzzles and all this stuff at nine o'clock last night. He said, what are you doing? You guys got to go to bed. Nope. They're like, no, we're on spring. Spring break starts. <laughs> and you're like, wait, what? So I asked you, is that you on spring break? I was like, you're like, I don't know. I was like, cause I, th- I thought every kid was on spring break. And that's like the, yeah. every kid is know. on spring break. Every half our, half our company's on vacation. Break. Everyone's on vacation. They're all gone. So it's just, just, just me and you. We're, we're, we're just, just me and you. Just all right. Let's talk about some of the games tomorrow. Nets yep. minus eight and a half against the Cavaliers play in game. Yep. This is a big number. This is a big number. Oh. <laughs> eight and a half for a Cavalier team. I don't know what to do with this game. I got to be honest. I, I am so tempted to bet the Cavaliers here yep. to cover this, but you know, that firepower. Um, this is the number you got to put up. This is the, this is the exploratory search mission here. Wow. Okay. Where are you betting the where are you betting the Cavs? That's we need to know because everyone else is coming to bet the Brooklyn Nets. They have been. They're still the second choice in the East. They're playing in the play-in game, and they're the second choice to win the Eastern Conference. It makes zero sense. I think the rest of the world's rooting for Cleveland. Sure. To win the game. Put them in a put have them make them win two. But you know what their fate is, is if they win. Forget about whether they cover. You know what the Nets' fate is when, when they win this basketball game, right? You know this, right? Well, hold on. If the Cavaliers win, it's over. If the Nets win, they got to win two, right? No. The Nets win. Whoever wins this game is the seven. Whoever loses plays the winner of the other game for the eight. 
Why am I just learning that? I thought you had to beat him twice. Okay, that's right. Yeah, this thing's wonky. I love it, but it's wonky. So if yeah. the Nets win, they're the seven automatically. It's over. They're they don't the play seven. again. They they don't play again. Nope. They they play Boston. So yeah. But if the Cavaliers win, they're the seven. They're the seven. And the Nets play the winner of Charlotte Atlanta for the eight spot. Uh, yep. Because in the bubble, when this happened, this was easy. Because the loser of the Wednesday games yep. is out. out. And then they play on Thursday. They play the they they play the loser of the Tuesday games. Yes, they play them. Is it Thursday or Friday? I don't know if they take a day off or travel to get them there. They can't take a day. I mean, I, I mean, I guess they might. They might. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Yeah. That is that is wonky. Yeah. From a schedule standpoint, it's fun though. Like I, I like it um, because it gives teams an opportunity that obviously wouldn't normally have a chance. But it yeah, also, so it's uh, for it's they play Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Friday. Friday, yeah. So they take Thursday off, and yeah. then they play on Friday, and then they they start Utah, Dallas starts on Saturday. Uh-huh. Toronto and Philly starts on Saturday. Denver, Golden State starts on Sunday. Chicago, Milwaukee starts on Sunday, and then everything else needs to be figured out for the seedings as to who is doing what. Oh, I I have playing. Saturday a quadruple header. Yep, uh, you have a quintuple header. You have five Utah, games. Dallas, then the winner of the of the thing in the West with Memphis, Toronto, Philly, Denver, Golden State. That's the games on Saturday. There's four games Saturday, and then there's four games Sunday. That's interesting that it's weird that like Phoenix. No, it's Phoenix, Milwaukee, Chicago, Miami, Boston, Golden State, Denver. No, 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 no. I'm on looking Sunday? at ESPN right now on Saturday. Saturday, April 16th. Oh, sorry. They, they, they mislabeled it. Okay. My bad. <laughs> it, it says Saturday, Saturday on ESPN. That's really funny. That's a big I typo. It's, yeah. a, it, it's Saturday, April 16th, Saturday, April 16th, except the Sunday schedule is it's, Saturday. It says Saturday. Right. So you're right. Excuse exactly. me. You're right. Yeah, yeah. So five games on Sunday. And then four Monday. Four and four. Four and four. Don't worry about the games. I'm just telling you. Wait, we'll have. You say Saturday has four games and Sunday has four games? Saturday has four. Yeah, it's four and four. The way What's the, the schedule that I'm looking at right What's now. What's the fourth the, game? I have Utah, Dallas, Memphis playing in Toronto and Philly. What's the fourth game on Saturday? Denver, Golden State. Late. They've got game one on Sunday at 5.30 late on ESPN. Okay. Yeah, that's I have it on Saturday. Oh, interesting. And then, okay. Um, it would make sense. It should be a Saturday night game on ABC. That would make sense for that yeah. game on Saturday, not yeah. Sunday. That's just a mistake on ESPN's yeah. part. Hey, guys, it's yours, ESPN. This is your tournament. Like You have all the rights to it. Might want to get the schedule right. Right? Jeez. <laughs> what interns falling asleep on ESPN.com? Man, nice. oh man, you got to get it bad. right. You got to get the times right. Well, it makes sense too because it's 10, 12, 33, 5 30 Pacific time for Correct. the game. So that makes sense. And then yes. all the and then all the other games on Sunday are TBD. So we'll Correct. see who want to play in with that. So the second game is T Wolves minus three against the Clippers. Uh huh. This is that game's tough. Clippers, tough, tough game to call. Paul George have chance to put his team on his back 42 and 40 with one five games in a row. Red hot six of seven after after a really bad losing streak. What do you make of that? I don't know. I think I lean dog dog on this right now. Perfect line, perfect line. I think it's I think it's enough 
that you'll get people to lay it, but I think it's enough that you get people to take it. It might have mm-hmm. to go to three and a half to get a little more, you know, clipper money. Okay. Um, but I think three is the perfect line. Totals two thirty and a half. That's 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 right. Like you know, when you see it, you just like, yep, that's it's it's three and two thirty or three and two twenty nine. Great, perfect. Um, I mean, first thought is definitely for me is is Clippers right now. Um, and I mean, you know, I want to see the Cleveland cover. So yeah, Tuesday. As I'm leaning right now, we'll know more a little tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but I'm leaning, I, I'm with you. I think I'm leaning dog, dog. All right. So the Boston Celtics last night, we had this conversation on Twitter. Yes, we did. Boston had a chance to lose yesterday. And depending on what happened with Philly, but they had a chance if they had lost yesterday, they had a chance to play as the three seed uh-huh. taking on the Bulls. Most likely they're playing Brooklyn as the seven seeds we just talked about. Do you want the easiest path to victory? Or do you want to go and have the best chance to win a title or to win the East? Because one is the easier path, but the other is if you're going to have to, if you're going to win the East and to play Brooklyn eventually anyway, so might as well play them in the first round. Where do you come down on this? We used to look at this stuff like when we were coaching in tournaments and stuff and trying to say, all right, we don't want to play that team. We Maybe we should play this team. We could lose. It all doesn't matter. If I'm the Celtics, I want home court as much as I can get it. Okay. I want to be the two seed. I want Brooklyn. What do I tell my guys? We got to beat them. No, We're going to have know. to beat them anyway. Yes. Let's, I, I get, let's I, I, bring I, I, them here. We got them four games here. I get it. I do. I fully understand it. I do. But there is so much bad blood between Kyrie and Boston. And there's so Oh, I can't wait for it. It's just such a tough matchup. Kevin Durant. I mean, it's just... It's brutal. You mentioned it. The the Nets are the second favorite to win the whole damn thing. Numbers wrong. The hell with that. But it's still Mm -hmm. Kevin Durant and it's still Kyrie Irving who could both drop 60 on you on any given night. And I mean, we'll talk about it in a second, but the Bucks are minus 900 against the Bulls. <laughs> like in Boston would have been minus 700 and against the Bulls. Right. And that ain't high enough. I mean, the Bucks swept the season series and they weren't close. They, they, they swept the Bulls. And again, we got a lot of people watching from Chicago Bulls fans, all this stuff. Sorry. The Bulls aren't beating the, the Bucks in a series. They may win a game. Because they may catch him. So, yes, you would have had a nice first round series to cruise into the second round. But I love the way the Celtics are playing and the way they've been just kicking teams' asses. Let's get let's get the Nets now. Let's get them early. Let's get them up here. You get your natives restless like this. We got Kyrie coming back. We got KD. The building's going to be old school rocking. I I can't wait. It's absolute must-watch television. Now, in your eyes, and I mean, you know, we had Sean on. He's doing the play-by-play and all this stuff. Are you people going to be, like, upset if you lose in the first round and call this an unsuccessful season? I mean, I'm not people. I'm just me. And me, no. Okay. 
I but you know the people in Boston. Yeah, I wanted to have. I was ready to fire Udoka in December. <laughs> so like, what do I know? Right. I mean, like, I'm not the one that should be commenting at all about what is success and what is not success on this season because I was dead wrong about this team. Making the playoffs as the two seed is stupid. I mean, Boston went. 34 and 12. I just flashed it up on the screen over here that I'm watching on the okay. side. 34 and 12, 12 point something. They were 16 point differential in basketball. They were 16 and 19. They went 16 and 19 to the two seed. How the hell do you do that? Like, how do you do that? Like, you just don't do that. So, like, if they go and lose in the first round to the Nets, the problem is, is who they're losing to. It's like annoying. they're losing to Kyrie. Like that is going to just like there isn't anybody on the planet right now that the city of Boston hates more than Kyrie Irving. They hate him. So <laughs> every He's I mean, so for all the things he said, I mean, he called the city racist over and over again. I mean, everything this dude has stood for, it's been anti-Boston, anti-everything, anti the 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 things that Boston cherishes, this guy's the opposite of. And he can knock you out. That's brutal. That's just or you can knock him out. You can. All right. I am I am not touching the series. I'm watching every damn game. I'm not betting it. I am full on fan watching this because I think my team's losing. <laughs> And I'm gonna watch it and just hope that I'm wrong. We might have to we, we might have to consider doing our first watch along while this uh, game's on or Twitter spaces. I mean, it'd be people would actually watch us watch this. <laughs> this would be fun. It, I'll say this, okay? If it gets to be a game seven, we will do that, hundred percent. We may do it anyway, but I, I, if the, if we have a game seven, promise you, we'll do it. What's the price for what? Series Brooklyn and Celtics. Celtics minus one seventy Brooklyn. You're making Brooklyn favored. Hell yeah! You're crazy. I'm crazy. You think Brooklyn? You think the Celtics should be favored over the Nets? I mean, one way action if that happens. Load load up, baby. Let's go. Load up. Let them bet them. Look, I don't want to take no Celtics money. I Who's going to win game one? In Boston, Boston. Okay. I'll, give, I'll give game one to Boston. Might be the only game they win. Might be the only game who wins? Boston. The whole series? I'm oh, just shit. telling you. it's uh, You're already pissing me off. I playoff, can't believe you just said that. Playoff what are you game- doing? Just telling you the truth. I'm just telling you what I've seen from this young core of Boston players without Robert Williams. What have this, you this seen is, from Brooklyn that says they're just going to go win a series in five? Got the best player on the planet that nobody can guard. And oh Boston doesn't have God. their best defensive rim protector. Oh my! God. You're undervaluing the the injury to Robert Williams. I'm telling you, you're nah, under. I, I mean that that does. Hurt. You're under. And this is why playing. Brooklyn in the later rounds would have been a hell of a lot different. And this is why not trying to get the three seed to go through and give Robert Williams two and a half more weeks to get healthy. That's my problem. I just can't figure it out. Like, why wouldn't you at least tank that game yesterday? Don't beat Memphis. 
play nobody, lose, and then see what happens. And if Philly can play, and Philly ended up winning, so it didn't really matter. But like, if there's a way of of figuring out a way to get to the three seed to play against the Bulls, the Bucks did it. Bucks lost what the last three games to get there to get to the Bulls. They know what they're doing. We as Celtics well, the fans won yesterday, didn't they? That the I they lost won. yesterday. That's how that's how Boston got tied them because Boston won. Brooks and the Bucks lost. Oh, 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 okay. So the Bucks did their whole thing. That's what they 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 knew what they were doing. Let's go play Chicago. <laughs> like, they're minus nine hundred, and Robert Williams not being there is huge to me in this series. Since Boston has all those numbers we ran off about what they did. We're almost all with Robert Williams. Without him, their defense has not been nearly as good. Yeah. I'm just very concerned. Brooklyn's definitely favored in the series, by the way, just based on the math. Brooklyn will be favored, but I don't know. I mean, 170 is probably actually a fair price. Okay. Um, Think higher than that? Well, I mean, I'm thinking of the second number because I, I I think Boston will win the first game, and then what you move it to. So I'm already. So this is one of the most fun things that I ever did. You know, in the book was making the series prices and thinking about what you move it to, based on um, if Boston what the line will be and all this stuff. Yeah. So I think we'll know. We'll have a better feel for what uh, what I like to call the bad guys are thinking. Okay. When this number comes out in game one. So. Look, I I hope Boston's there, but. Look, the Bulls, they are leaking oil in the worst possible way. They've been playing like a lottery team for the last month and a half. Yeah, it's the Titanic. And that's why the Bucks are minus 900 to win the series. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you can't even bet this. Like, you have to bet this either like, I think a sweep is plus 300 and yeah. minus yeah. two and a half games. Is also like I think it's like minus I think it's minus one twenty five. What do you got? I think I saw it at my, with minus two and a half games. I mean, th- this is like a speed bump. So that's minus two and a half is four or five. In four or five, the only way right. you can win it, right? Yeah, they win two Buc- games, right? The Bucks have to win in four or in five. Yeah. Um. Listen, that ain't even the biggest price. That I mean, we used to make these things minus. 2,500 at times. Like the first round NBA series used to be horrible. There were times we didn't even put up a number because it was so So you think this is too low? Bucks minus minus 900, the the defending champs? Too Uh, low? The Bulls have no chance. (laughs) It's true, they don't. The Bulls have no chance. I mean, they don't, Giannis don't have to play. Yeah. And and I think the Bulls or the, the Bucks win the series. Self, I mean, he's playing obviously, so I I just don't. So the Bucks win game one. Huh? What well, is the you, number? If the Bucks, they're, if the Bucks they're win ten game one? point favorites. They won wow. every game. They won every game by over fourteen points. <laughs> they didn't just win. They, they went four and zero against them, and they whipped them. I'm just betting under every game. That's all I'm doing. Oh, this is just under. That's all. Three that's out all. of four go under. Yeah, that's all I'm doing. I'm just blind. I'm just blindly betting the under at every one of these games. I'm betting under. So just, yeah. that's all I'm doing. Whatever. I'm gonna wait till right before to tip off. Let, the, let everyone bet this over. Get me the the biggest number I can. Public will come in. Bet the over, over, over. I'm just well, bet the under. 
Yeah. Before every game. Like right. Yeah, that's probably what's gonna happen. And then the um, Bulls will win the game. I mean, the, the, the Bucks will win the game like, you know, 120 to 85 all four games. Like they'll just, you know, the, the Bulls are not gonna score much. They haven't been scoring very much. Bucks are gonna lock down with playoff defense. It's a mismatch. It's a big, big mismatch. But the Bulls nine and a half. Different. The point total? Yeah. Playoff game. The point spread is nine and a half. And they'll probably cover it. I mean, to be honest, you know, I just, I, I, I don't think I can take either side. I think I just bet the under. Like, I'm not going to bet either side of this game. I'm just going to go ahead and, and bet the under. I just, I don't know. The Bulls don't have an answer for anything. They can't stop Giannis. They've got no one to govern, <laughs> deal with Giannis. So, like, player prop wise, bet Giannis over. But the books are going to shade it like crazy. He's probably going to be like 36, 36 and a half points, He's, probably. Yeah, he's going to kill him. I mean, everyone's going to bet over on Giannis props. Like his numbers are going to be just inflated beyond all belief. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot. I don't think it'll be that high, but it could be 34 and a half. Is that 35 numbers where it starts to get like, you know, interesting. Wow. Man, I want to see Giannis's uh, game logs this season. So Giannis against the Bulls. <laughs> Bless you, Manny. Um, Giannis against Chicago. Where's the first game? They played late in the year against Chicago. Um, is that the Bulls? Is C8? Oh, there we go. Against Chicago, Giannis had uh, 30 in the first game. Okay. He had 34 in the second game. Mm-hmm. He had 25. And blow out. barely played at all in the next game. They won the game by 21 points. He played 24 minutes and scored right. 18 points. He didn't play the fourth him. quarter. Sure. Yeah, they killed him. So <laughs> when they played for real, he had 30 and 34 points against them. Yeah. So, so the number is what, 34? Uh, I mean, I might make it 31 and a half or 32 and a half. Somewhere around there, depending on how much, how much risk tolerance we want to take. Um. Because you run the risk of, I mean, it's playoffs now. We don't need to win no scoring titles. We don't right. need no MVPs. Like, but also it means he gets to give me the basketball and get the hell out of my way. Yeah, but like I don't know, need to worry about anyone's feelings. We take you out with nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter. If we can. Right. And you only yeah. play 27 minutes. You have a great game. You score 28 points. Right. Oh, we don't need you in the fourth. So that's that's the danger of making it too high. Because then, like I know immediately. You're just going to take under, under, under bets from bad guys. I don't, I don't need that. I, I need that. I need some balanced action at least a little bit, or I'm okay needing the under in that spot. Right. All right. So the Sixers are minus 178 against the Raptors, but Shaq kind of shocked the world here a little bit. Yeah. He called for a Sixers sweep. He said the Sixers <laughs> are going to sweep the Raptors. What? You buy that? Does Shaq have an odds boost or something that he's trying to promote on one of these sites? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, maybe. What the hell does Shaq know? I say nobody knows shit all the time. Shaq was a tremendous player. I don't think he knows what he's talking about. Toronto won the season series 3-1. Yep. You've seen what Philadelphia did down the stretch. Yep. It's a bad matchup for them. And I don't like the I, I don't like the number. I, I minus 178. They better win game one. They're four-point favorites. If they don't win game one at 178, 
flip. Do you flip it to Toronto being a favorite? Yep. You have to, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So 178 is too high because what's it going to move to? How much higher can it get if if Philly wins by 10? Okay. Yeah. They win game one. What does it go to? Because then Toronto wins game two. All they need is a split. One, right. <laughs> so how I, I was surprised it was 178. They lost the season series 3-1. Toronto's playing better basketball right now. You make the home team favorite, but, you know, I'd argue in the room. It should be an argument we'd have in a room. I'd say, you know, P-Roll, 150? Yeah. You know, well, we're going to get a bet on the Sixers. Okay. All right. Okay. Not a bad thing. That's fine. Yeah. You know, um, I think the Raptors are live. Do you? 100%. 100%. Do I think I, I think Philly's out. I think the Raptors win the series. Ooh. I don't know if I'm ready to say that. I mean, they, they can. 100% they can. Oh, no question. I think this is going to be a sneaky, entertaining series. I don't. This is the best first round matchup the, uh, of all of them. No. This is, this is no the one you question. circle. Like, this is the one you don't bet. This is the one you watch. Like, this is going to be an absolute war. Like, Nets yeah. and Celtics have, have has drama and has a lot of intrigue going into it, and it could be a really good series. But in terms of like what might happen on the court, whew, every one of these games could come down to a last second shot. Yes, and I mean, if you look at the NBA Eastern Conference betting right now, the Sixers are six to one after the the, the obvious choices: the Bucks, the Nets, the Heat, and the Celtics. Mm-hmm. It goes six or six to one. The Raptors are 27 to 1. 27 to 1 is that big of a jump? I mean, I know the road is going to be hard. Yeah. You know, that, that if they win this series. What's Miami now? Miami is 390 on FanDuel. Huh. That's low. 230 for Bucks, 330 for Nets, 390 for Heat. Celtics are five to one, the fourth books, choice. Books don't know anything. The books are just completely confused. I mean, are they looking like <clears throat> are they looking to get the Celtics money, or did too many people bet the Celtics at those big numbers when they were 16 and 19 and started to win? I'm gonna say this Boston is Scotty Scheffler. That's what they are. Nobody buys that they can do it. Ooh. Good analogy. Put up a lot of money, a lot of points, played really well. Goes into the tournament, the tournament, with a lot of hype, and nobody's believing in it. <laughs> no one's really buying Boston can actually go to win the East. I don't buy they can win the East. I wish, I hope, I'd celebrate it, but... You didn't even buy that they can beat the Nets. Correct. <laughs> this is bullshit. correct. <laughs> I can't believe you said that. I'm 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 all in. I'm so I'm I'm hyped up for that series, but I'm hyped up for this series too. Like, all right, be honest, Bucks Bulls. You gonna watch one second of it? No. Well, because <laughs> because I don't watch games I bet under. So, when, but even if you weren't betting under, is this appointment viewing or is this when you're eating lunch? Oh, yeah, I don't care about the game at all. But but I I bet when I bet under it's on games I don't I don't pay attention. So like I just. <laughs> Especially NBA playoff games. How many times you check the score? Don't bullshit me. How many times you check the score when you bet under? 40. Okay. 
Oh, I, I'm, I'm monitoring. You it. need that aggravation. Just watch the damn game. No, because I get too mad at the referees for calling bogus <laughs> fouls at the end of games. So I, I can't do it. Like I just, I, I, it's easier for me to just, yeah, don't to, come here. it's, it's, it's way, it's way easier for me to not have to deal with the nonsense. Come here for a second. I don't do the nonsense. Oh, let's take our kids to work day. I love this. This is great. Look at this. Look, what's, say hello. Hi, Kendall. What's up? <laughs> How are you? She just woke up. Yeah, good for you. I wish I just woke up at 11 o'clock. That's Did amazing. you play games all night last night? Yes. <laughs> Put this in here. Say hi to say hi to Matt. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. What Happy games spring did break. you play last night? Exploding kittens. Excuse me? Exploding what? Kittens. It's a card game. It's a card game? Yes. Called Exploding Kittens? Yes. The three of them were howling like kids like she was laughing nonstop. did you win did you win yes wow. she beat her big sisters look at that told her about it and Come stuff yes Comes out oh, of your friend look Comes out of your it's friend. maddie <laughs> hi kendra hi buddy <laughs> there we go so all right there you go take the kid to work day all right thank you there you go. Tell, tell everybody bye 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 kendall bye, son. see you bye, bye son, son. <laughs> bye. oh the cardinals game got postponed <laughs> Son of a gun. I'm glad I didn't bet it though, at least. I didn't do that. <laughs> I, I was gonna bet it, but I didn't bet it. I was gonna so that game got hope got game. Up. So the pirates did lose today. Pirates didn't lose today. Pirates won. Pirates could have won today. That damn that, right. That kid they got pitching today was was gonna be interesting. Was so, just possibilities. Listen, yeah. there's only one team left that's undefeated in baseball. So you know Tampa that is Rays, Rays, right? Yeah. Uh all right, so let's go to that. Giolito got hurt. The laundry oh. list for White Sox injuries is getting ridiculous. I know it's early. Started. But they've got six starters on the DL at the moment. Got six. It's bad. I mean, this is bad. Two outfielders, third baseman, three pitchers now, all in the DL, including your ace. I had Giolito in the Tigers, sorry, in, in the White Sox in that game. That was the game that the bullpen blew it in the ninth inning when the Tigers came back. Oh, five, four. Oh, this is how this this is my luck right now. This is where where I'm going. This is how bad I'm running at the moment, how cold I am. It's a five, four lead. Gilo had to come out of the game in the fourth inning because he has an an oblique injury. They go to the bullpen. It's five, four going into the bottom of the ninth inning and they give up two runs and they lose. The luck you've had. It's awful. (laughs) I I just have horrible luck. Horrible. I was, I was, I mean, for those of you that listened to the show Friday or even caught the tweet, that we redid the clip. You do this Friday parlay thing. Yep. You get lucky beyond belief with Toronto coming back. Down seven, nothing. They go and win the game nine, seven. <laughs> it's, it's, Rays it's, are down one, nothing. They, they score two runs to go up two one, two outs, bases loaded, bottom eight. Rip <laughs> line drive up the middle. Okay. Rip up the middle. Diving catch. Guy makes the catch. Rays win the game two to one. And Mets it's, walk to a seven three win it, over the yeah, run line. Right, the Mets is a is a is a dead right side winner, no problem. You get the comeback in Toronto. I'm watching the game, going, "Come on, Tampa, just score another run!" Like I said, it bases loaded, bottom eight, it. and you were right because that was the whole thing. It's like that run line bases loaded. They're not going to bat in John, the ninth inning. This damn is it. bad. John Means pitched good. Yep. He, he, John Means is going to keep the Orioles in games. Yep. John Means is probably going to get traded. He did last year too. Yeah. 100%. He's a huge trade target. Yes. He's, 100%. I mean, a left-handed pitcher who can win games by himself. Like he can go deep into games. He's really good. 
And he's there's a lot of value on taking him, especially on the run line for the Orioles. Yeah. But I was like, did that really just happen? Did that like it's the first day and then it's continued. So now to go to the White Sox question, this is this is when these things happen. Like betting baseball in April is hard. It's really hard. You gotta really I I still think you focus on the totals more than the sides. I mean, we had the one day, what was it? Thir- Friday or Saturday it was 13 1 and 1 to the unders. Did you see the ticket that a 50 buck better bet every game under and hit them all on a 14 oh. on a 14 leg parlay? Oh no. 14 oh, leg no. parlay. Oh yeah. Better at BetMGM. How bet much MGM. did that pay? BetMGM better turned fifty dollars into two hundred and sixty-five thousand two hundred and seventy-two dollars oh. and twenty-nine cents. Fourteen oh. leg, and this is what I said on Twitter. I said, "Don't tell me this dude didn't just go. You know what? F this. Hold my beer. I'm betting every damn game under." And somebody turned fifty bucks into two hundred and fifty and sixty-five thousand plus oh. on Saturday. <laughs> when you grade that in the room, you don't see that one coming. Right. And you grade it and you hit, what did we lose? What? And then, you know, the guy, the guy that wants to report every, you know, three hours when he's off or whatever, you send him to report. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're, we're stuck. Uh, 300 K now. What happened? What do you mean? We didn't even get to the UFC yet. Um, they had, uh, they had every game under somebody hit a 14, 13 leg parlay. 14. Was 14 legs? 14 legs. 14 unders. Son of a. That's, <laughs> that's tremendous. I I go find that guy. I I I get him a uh you know a comp to one of our hotels. <laughs> I do whatever I can. Come take a picture with us at the, at the book. Put it everywhere. 14 leg parlay. 50 bucks. 14 leg to $265,000 on Saturday. That is awesome lottery, for that guy. Lottery ticket. It's, it's a legit yeah. lottery ticket. I mean, it's the, the likelihood of that happening is incredible. The odds of that. Every single game went under. It's fantastic. I bet the board under. Literally. So literally bet the board under. And he hit, a, he, he hit them all. He swiped them all. We were, we're, we were going to talk about Pittsburgh and St. Louis. That game's been rained out. So, I can just bring up the UFC. You brought up the UFC. Yes. I need, this is my own rant. Okay. Uh-oh. But I need, Hold on. Hold on. Wait. I, I got him here for when you go on these no, rants. Hold it's, on. It's, it's not really a rant like that because no, I, no, I. No, no, no. Let me just sit back and relax. Because right, the ahead. scoring in the fight, the the, the, the scoring in the Petrie, Jan, whatever you want. John Anna coming on Wednesday. Voice of the UFC. Excellent. Jan got robbed. Hmm. Okay. There is on no planet did Aljamain Sterling win the first round. Didn't happen. It, it's it's an absolute joke. I I am concerned that geopolitical factions got into play here with that with that scoring system. And it's not. I'm not saying it to be inflammatory. I think it's real because you have a Russian fighter and an American born fighter. Sterling did not win the first round. Two judges gave it to him. That's how he wins the decision. Split decision goes to Sterling. It's a robbery, flat out. But my I don't know who won that first round. I do. I do. Just based on the rules. Ring control and pressure 
if you don't have high levels of striking on either side, whoever controls the center of the octagon and pushes the pace wins the round. It's just well, how okay. it works. Well, I mean, that's what he did. Yeah. But nobody hit anybody. Nope, neither side. But if you're the one pressuring and pushing and moving and controlling the octagon and you're dictating tempo, you've won the round. That's why you can't allow it's stealing around. Okay. Do they ever have a 10 10 round in UFC? Uh, a draw round? Not really. I mean, it's not really. I mean, that never, was the epitome of it. We were texting. I, I, le, I legitimately did not know who won that fight. 3 that, 2 Yan. I did. It was a 3-2 Yan. Peter Yan. Peter Yan won that fight. I mean, it just, I don't I, I will two and three. Would you have been okay with a draw? Two, yeah, two. I probably would have been okay with a draw. Would have been I would have been more okay with a draw over giving Aljamain Sterling the belt. I mean, that that was my problem that he didn't win the fight for the second time in a row. Sterling won the won the belt from Yan the first time on an illegal knee. Now he wins it on the scorecards. And Sterling and, and Aljamain Sterling has become he's the new Henry Cejudo. So Henry Zahudo was a dude who wouldn't shut the hell up on social media and constantly posted stupid and dumb rants about himself and got himself a lot of followers from it. He was Logan Paul before Logan Paul. So now Aljamain Sterling is going to copy that same playbook and just say a bunch of inflammatory crap on Instagram and Twitter to get people's attention, to pay attention to him. Because no one really talks about that, that weight class much at all. It's sort of like it also ran in the UFC. But I need live scoring. Like I need... combat sports has got to have live scoring. I need it. It's so annoying. It's the only sport right now of the high level that we bet on that we wind up going in to a question of knowing what just happened, right? Five rounds go by. We spent 25 minutes and I got to sit there and wonder, did these guys F it up? Did these dudes in Florida who are notorious for effing things up, are we going to have another problem with judges in Florida? And we now have another problem with judges in Florida. And look, you say, Jan should have not allowed it to go to the cards. I get it. The fact that people were saying that it should have been a 10-8 round on rounds two or round three should have been 10-8 was driving me crazy because this is only because I've talked to high-level MMA guys here in Vegas. And in the MMA community, 10-8 rounds should never be used. This should never happen. The idea of a 10 8 round the it fight has to be, is stopped if in a 10 8 round. Like in the most UFC, often, yes, there are often. no 10 8 unless there I guess has Herb been. Dean's, unless Herb Dean's a referee, which I, I again I learned on, on Saturday night. I told you so, a lot of, a lot <laughs> I of told people you. I said Herb you. don't stop the fight. So okay. oh, Herb, Herb is not, you're like Herb Dean's great. I'm like, uh oh, Dave. I'm like, <laughs> look out. No, you're, I just <laughs> asked the question is he the best referee in charge? Because I like the way Bruce right. says it. Referee in charge, Herb Dean. So I was like, you know what? That's a pretty cool way of saying it. Is he the best referee in charge? People were like, oh, he's the best. He's the greatest. He's a great guy. And other people were like, dude, he don't stop the fights. He's horrible. Okay. Right. So he's bad. He's horrible. He lets lets fighters take so much unnecessary punishment. It's incredible. That's what a lot of people said. But there there are no 10-8 rounds. Guys tap out or the referee stops it most times. So I don't think... You know, in boxing, you've seen guys get hit, knocked down three times, and, and there's 10-8. no three knockdown rule. Right. That's a 10-8 round. Right. And it's the same thing in UFC. If you're not getting a guy down three times, the, 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 my problem is, by the letter of the rule, it's you have such a dominating performance over your opponent that it gets to be a 10-8 round. But Sterling, he controlled Jan on the mat, okay? But it was basically hand fighting. 
in all in all the second and the third round, there was never a moment where you're like, uh-oh, he's got the hooks in and now the choke is being applied. It was all hand fighting. He had the body lock on. I mean, he was squeezing and he was tiring out Jan. But at no time did I ever really feel like this fight's going to be over right now. Like this is going to end. So that's no, why I was like, that's not 10-8. Like it's not a 10-8 round. You know 10-8 round when you, you see, see it. I agreed 100%. There's no question. I didn't see I agree. It. Nope. There's no way you could bring that into that argument that somebody was talking about a 10-8 round. Yep. Anybody that likes fighting, watches fighting, you don't have to train and actually be in a ring to know right. when a 10-8 round is you a 10-8 see it. round. It's so dominant, and that's why everyone says, the MMA guys I've talked to have been like, this is like the nuclear option. Like you don't, as a judge, you should never use 10-8 unless it's so amazingly obvious then you drop a 10-8 and now it's being used more and more and fighting f- fight fans now think they know so they're like oh what gee, round two should have been a 10-8 <laughs> round so round one doesn't matter what the hell are you talking about Come like on. so now you're a judge like cut it out like my god i thought adelaide bird was bad like you know twitter on MN- these twitter judges they're the worst adelaide adelaide bird was the worst now those guys are the worst okay <laughs> And so it's I, I can't figure these things out. Welcome to my world. Everybody wants to be a judge. Everybody oh wants to be an odds maker. God. Everybody, every nobody knows shit is real. But go ahead, continue. No, it's just frustrating because <laughs> well, one, I had a parlay bet all three fights because we knew the zombie was going to get KO'd. Oh. He did. Oh. I mean, I I got quasi lucky with uh, with with, with Chimaev. I I mean, what I a really, fight! It was an amazing what a fight. Talk about a fight. Oh, Burns was incredible. Man. But two one, I had I had it, I had it two one for Chimaev. I didn't like that Chimaev talked about the fact that I have a hard time fighting a guy with kids. I thought that was a bit of a cop out. Like that was a little bit of like a it's like mentally I wasn't in the right place. I saw they had, he had kids and I felt bad and like, nah man, like you can't play that. Like you didn't perform well, just own it. Say it wasn't on tonight. I didn't perform well tonight. I was lucky to get the win. Hey, Burns is a pro. He is. He's, he's a tough sob. And he's he a pro. Took he a lot took of punishment. Some shots. Yeah. That's I mean, the, the cut that opened his forehead up oh. with the elbow, with the elbow oh. was vicious and brutal, and probably was the difference maker in the oh. fight. But and look, the UFC's got big plans for Tamayev. Right? He's eleven and zero now. He's burst onto the scene. He's going to fight Colby Covington, and that fight's going to be a monster for Ooh. that weight class. And so that's coming down the pike. But I mean, this is I. I, I am Tamayev is. Definitely on the rise. I'm concerned about his post, excuse me, his his post fight comments. I wasn't like, don't talk about a guy saying, I felt bad because you had kids. Come on now. That's a little bit of a dumb excuse and a cop out in my mind. But listen, sometimes these guys say stuff in that octagon right after the, it like he, he got beat up. Yeah. I don't take anything that he says to, to heart. Other than well, he's on the pre- that was on the post fight press conference, so he had some time to cool off and get ready, wash up, yeah. and come in. But he knew what he was oh. saying. But it was yeah, he he was trying to make an excuse because he had talked a lot about finishing him in the first round. I mean, the, remember the, the fight total was one and a half rounds. Like it was supposed to have been a quick. Oh, fight. was it? Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, it was. It was, yeah. it was one and a half rounds. It went all the way to the cards, so he couldn't finish Gilbert Burns, who's a top five, legitimate top five fighter in the weight class. So. Burns is really hard. We talked about it. Burns is tough to get to the ground. Burns has never been submitted. He gets knocked out and he nearly got knocked out a couple of times. Oh. But in that second round, Jemayev got clipped and fell down. And it was like, uh-oh, he was stunned. And Burns had a moment there where he won the second round and he almost won the fight in the second round. So, but I like that. I mean, Jemayev had to get thrown into the deep end with, with a shark. Let's see if you can swim with him. And he did. He beat him. So 
White Dana White's very happy with that outcome, and now he has a chance to promote him even more. Chamaya versus Covington will be a main event fight probably in the fall. And how do we how do we sell Dana? Maybe we'll ask John on on Wednesday about the live scoring. Thing. Oh, he'll never he'll, it'll never happen. I mean, and he'll answer. I've asked him. I've asked him the question that it's a it's a very complicated and tricky issue because technically the UFC does not control the unified rules of MMA. So there's a governing body that sets those rules. The UFC operates inside of the adopted oh. rules. So you'd have to change so the rules of the unified body of mixed oh. martial arts to get that. I, I, but I think it would be there's no chance it'll ever happen. It's not no chance. It's it's it, there's a chance a if enough people problem. get angry, but boxing and UFC would both have to do it together and zero shot. It's kind of like uh, the AP poll in college football. The sport likes the controversy. Of course. So they like the judging controversy. They like the fact that people get pissed off and talk about it on shows like this and get mad about it. And look, I, I lost a bet, but Jan won that fight. You'll never convince me otherwise that Jan won that fight three right. to two. And I do not like Aljamain Sterling. And I it, it pisses me off even more that Sterling gets to run his mouth and he's got this stupid like apology thing on Twitter now. It's like, here's my checklist of things to apologize to Aljamain Sterling for. And it's like, you could have ended the fight in the second or third round, but you couldn't do it. And then you got tuned up in the fourth and fifth rounds. Like, you clearly lost both those rounds. Mm. And it came down to the first round. And now all of a sudden, the first round, you won the first round to two judges? No, you did not. Like, just a frustrating, again, another frustrating bet and night that I've had with, <laughs> with, with that, the, the one against me. All right, Jays and the Yankees tonight. Here comes our first preview of what I think are, I mean, the Rays are in the conversation too, but the two best teams in the American League East. Uh-huh. We got a flamethrower on the mound here for the Blue Jays. Yankees are favored though. After last night's loss, they're at home. Should they be favored? Well, they have to be favored for now okay. to start. But it's already at uh, one fourteen. Coming down, okay. One fifteen, couple places. Um, I think we're going to learn a lot about both of these starters. This is going to be. I'm not saying they're the key to these team seasons, but they're going to Manoa and Italian are going to be guys that are going to determine like their season wins for those right. teams. Stoppers, they're losing. Yep, their playoff spot. They they both have big spots to perform. I mean, the way Manoa strikes guys out and the way the Yankees have guys that strike out, I mean, you know, this would be one of those, like, I'm going to watch this game to see how many guys he strikes out, maybe play, you know, uh, look for the over in it. You know, Manoa strikeouts over. Um, What is it? I didn't even look yet, but that that'd be one I'd I'd be looking to. Uh how much stock are you putting into this as far as what if you were in a room with me and the Yankees sweep the Blue Jays, do they become an automatic favorite? Like to, to win, win the, the division and no. to to No. This okay. is the first week of the season. These games are like I'm just, I'm I'm laughing at Red Sox fans who are just like, <laughs> like I'm watching the game with my mom last night. Right, my mom is. <laughs> I, I hadn't watched a baseball game with my mom in a while, probably I would say three or four years minimum. 
So we're watching Sunday night baseball and she's doing the same Boston thing. Ah, these bums, <laughs> these, these bunch of bums, man. There's, I guess, ah, this yeah. is what you people do. Like, so Kristen Arroyo drops the ball in right field. Kristen Arroyo is playing his first game ever in the big leagues in right field. She's like at Yankee bums. Stadium, at, on, at Yankee night Stadium on Sunday Night Baseball, prime time. <laughs> Pop fly, right field line. Kids coming down the line trying to make the play. Drives, can't make the play. Slides, can't make the play. This bum, what is this dude doing in right field? Catch the damn ball. I'm like, mom. I'm like, it's the first time the dude's playing in right field. It's game at, three of the. It's game three of the season. Can you relax a little bit? It's a, it's his first time playing in right field. Why is he out there then? Cause he's got to be out there right now. Cause the injuries in Jackie Bradley and whatever they want his bat in the lineup. Jackie Bradley's not playing. Like, what are we doing? Like, calm down. <laughs> it's like, well, they're going to get swept by the Yankees. I go, they got swept by the Orioles last year and went to the ALCS. What right. the hell are you worried about? Right. It's like, it's, it's a, it's not a big deal. Like, relax. It's cool. got 163 more games to go yeah. or 161 games more to go. Like, right. Relax. Yes. She's all bent out of shape. And then, then, then they win the game and she's all rah-rah excited. Like, yippee, yay. This is so great. Red Sox, yay. Beat the Yankees. It's just such a bunch of garbage. The way that well, that's what the Blue Jay fans are doing. Right. I mean, They're do you all panicking. Twitter timeline? Like, the, he's, he's, he's the voice of the, of, the, of the Blue Jay fan. It's like, relax, everybody. Like, yeah. it's so early. Vlad hit a ball 400 and... 76 feet yesterday or whatever. They lost the game 12 to 6. They were up 6 nothing. Yeah. They lost 12 to 6 to Texas. It's baseball. It's a long season. Well, like, the only thing that be, uh, I will say this, the only thing you got to be worried about if you're uh, if you're a, uh, a Toronto fan is that your team was up was down 7 nothing. They came back 197. Then they were up 6 nothing. They so like if they're going to have these wild swings Oh, like this, this is going to be a very difficult season because you don't want to blow big leads and then you don't have to come back when you're down. So like, it's not great when you go down seven, nothing to Texas, but it's also bad when you blow a six, nothing lead to Texas. So like, those are two very different situations, but not good in the opening. You don't like to see that. Like that's in-game betting dreams. Pretty much in-game betting dreams. They could score, put up a crooked number in every inning. Or give up a crooked number in every inning right now. Right now. They still have to get that bullpen somewhat figured out. Pierre's asking you over five and a half is the number. I couldn't find it for Manoa. For over Manoa? Five. Yeah, tonight. Wow. Over That's, five and a half case. I like that. What's a, I mean, if the price is, I don't want to lay juice. I mean, if we can get it even money or, or small juice, I like that. Manoa should go into the sixth. Is what I'm thinking. Okay. As long as he, I think if he gets to the sixth, I think we get there. I mean, I'm. I would have made the number six. So anything, any, anything less than six, I think we're good. It's going to be close. I mean, he could go and and put up five and you lose, but I think he gets a minimum of four. So, but I think his ceiling is nine. Like he could, if he goes six yeah. and two thirds, you know, that's. 20 outs. I mean, he can strike out eight or nine guys after Cleveland scored 17 runs yesterday <laughs> yes. against the Royals. Yes. They currently have the bases loaded and nobody out in the top of the first inning. So worst team in baseball might be the Casey Royals. <laughs> it's early, but at least right now, uh, I, don't mean, I don't know. They got, they got a lot of young talent. This, this Bobby Witt jr. Kid is, uh, just, you know how you see it. 
you, like yep. we were talking about when you know when you ten eight round you see it, you know when you see it. Mm-hmm. And from what I've seen, I'm like, oh man, this kid's gonna be good. You know, I hope he gets to stay in Kansas City for Royals fans. But right, I've seen it as a Pirate fan. You're just like, yeah, man, this kid's really good. Oh, he's, so, where's yeah. he gonna be in three years <laughs> or two years or one Son year or six months or six oh. months? <laughs> he could be gone. Yeah. Red Sox Tigers. Red Sox are favored in this game. Yeah. Why? Why are the the Red Sox are throwing Waka? Like, <laughs> why are they favored in this game? Like, I, I don't understand this. Red Sox are coming off of a three-game stretch against the Yankees. Emotional start to the year. They play on Sunday night baseball last night. They had to travel to Detroit to go into New York late night, show up at 2 o'clock in the morning in Detroit, and now they got Michael Waka on the mound. So this thing... Looks like last night it was minus one ten both sides. This may be one of those what I head fake. Yeah. Okay. This this might be the head fake to get the to get the the plus to get the Tigers as a plus and come back the other way. (laughs) Like this this is one of those ones where they're moving the number, they're manipulating the number. In my opinion, it it doesn't matter who's going to win, who's going to lose. Over's the best play in this game, is it not? Walker, and I don't know who Manning is, but I got to do a little more research. But day game, right? Or early start, whatever. Yeah, early start. In Detroit, Boston coming off of that game last night. I don't know. I would lean over. 5-10. Matt Manning for the Tigers is not great, okay? Right-handed pitcher, he's 6'6". He's one of these young guys they've got coming up that they hope – could turn it on this year. Uh-huh. Uh, it's two nothing Cleveland now. Top of the first <laughs> with two outs. So welcome, turn to Kansas City. Four and seven last year with a five point eight zero ERA. One okay. five WHIP is the one concern. Huh. L- late in the year, he was okay. Last year, he was actually pretty good. Won three of his last five starts, and he lost his last two to the White Sox. But both of them, one was okay, one was horrible. He pitched five no of shutout ball uh, in late. Actually, the last game of the year in, in October, but then you know, in a previous start, he gave up six earned runs at home to Chicago. But uh, three, one, one. I mean, he was a guy coming out of the bullpen, started to get some starts. I mean, what I'm saying is he's not bad, not a bad pitcher, right? Michael Walker is whew, okay. We know what that guy is. <laughs> I don't know what Manning is. I know what that guy is, and that is not a good pitcher. Yeah, we're he just is. trying to get to the fifth, I think, today with Walker, right? We're trying to get through the order twice and and get me beat. to the fourth, please. Like just get me nine, twelve outs. Like yeah. just this dude last year had a five oh five ERA. Like yeah. But he ended the year. Let's see. He ended Michael Walker ended last year on a five game losing streak. No, sorry, one, two, three, four, five, six game losing streak. Ooh. And he was god awful. Yeah. I mean, god awful in these games. Six last start against the Red Sox, ironically enough. Six earned runs. Against the Yankees, he was okay, but he, he got a loss. The team lost the game. It's okay against Houston. Was not great against the Ori against the uh, Blue Jays. Was awful then against the Blue Jays. Like this is not the pitcher I want to be leaning on ever. <laughs> I'm never leading. I'm never betting this dude when he's pitching. I'm never betting on this dude to do anything other than overs. Right. Maybe bet, maybe bet over, but other than that, don't like it. 
Don't like him. Don't like it today by any means. Nerve wracking day for, for Red Sox fans. All right. So wagers.com, our other sister site, they have a trending story that I want to get your take on here. It's better than the props.com story that there's not much going on right now there. So I want to jump on a wagers.com trending update. So they have a story out this morning talking about New York and their upcoming bill or the upcoming budget for next year. Okay. The expansion of online sports betting has not been taken, has been taken down. So we're not going to expand anymore with online sports betting for different licenses and different offerings in New York. But one thing that did make it to a vote coming up is that New York may be looking to get three Vegas style casinos in the New York city area. Oh my. They are going to ask the price for a license to offer a Vegas style casino in New York will be $1 billion. $1 billion. How's the guy do it? That's a million. He was like, well, a million. This is a billion dollars. I mean, (laughs) are you kidding me? They're going to get it. Someone's oh. gonna give someone's gonna give them a billion dollars to build a Vegas style casino in New York. Three of them. What is now, a Vegas style casino versus a regular casino? All table games, slots, sports books. They like, don't have that now. Like in uh-uh. all those places in upstate New York, aren't Vegas no. style casinos? Not Vegas style. There's limit on the number of games, limit on table games, limit. There's just limits to what they can do, what they're allowed to do. Oh, not allowed to be as free and willy, I guess. Huh. As the other ones. Of course they're going to get it. They can name whatever price they want. It's just a matter of time how much you get the money back. It's a billion dollars. It might take this year's. If it's $2 billion, it's going to take a little bit longer. It's what they're saying, tremendous. They're, they're saying this would dramatically increase bus trips from the city. It, it, you know, Las Vegas-style casinos in New York City will radically alter the gambling landscape in the entire region. Bus trips from the from the city to Atlantic City and Connecticut, upstate to New York, will drop tremendously. Casinos will be looking uh, would also be one of the biggest re- revenue generators in the entire gambling industry if this were to happen. I mean, yeah. right now it looks like Resorts World Queens at Aqueduct Racetrack is the first option. And Empire City Casino at Yonkers Raceway, which is owned by MGM, would also be the other potentially option to have it on there. Drove by both of those places when I was back east. The amount of traffic that there was to begin with, right? it's going to be constant. Like, there's there's always people going. There's the bus trips. Have you seen these bus trips, like, yeah. to Atlantic City? Oh, yeah. Like, it's you, average you age of 95 like Foxwoods and stuff. Like, there's a lot of people they bring in. Anybody under the age of 90? No, <laughs> all blue <laughs> hairs taking all that, all that social security money yep. and going and playing slots and all this stuff. Like it's not, I would say the best recommended way to spend your retirement, but nope. a lot of people do it. Yep. A lot of people do it. And so just so you know, they, um, what they don't have, they have video slots, but what they're allowing is blackjack, craps, roulette, and poker rooms. That's what they don't have. So the casinos are basically like their racetracks, and they have track and they have slot machines, but they don't have full full table games. Okay, because like so in all- Pennsylvania, they 
like in West Virginia, they okayed everything first. And West okay. Virginia opened up, and that's why I went to West Virginia to, to do the sports book because they were just they they were making it a Vegas style casino, whatever that means. I guess us living here, I mean, I just assume it's a casino and they have everything. Right. So maybe they only have two blackjack tables at a casino. If you have a Vegas style casino, you can have a whole pit or yes, multiple everything. pits. Yeah, it's full on, like know. a full blown casino. Right. Okay. So now, In New York City. Because they're because you know this, they're all underground. They all exist. They're all underground. Oh, for sure. They're all in New York City. I I've been to I I've played in one. Like I I I know they exist. Like you have to know a guy who knows a guy. You got to know what door to Very knock true. on and what yep. password to go into and who to grease and who to pay. And for the record, I don't remember where any of them are. <laughs> Anybody? Me I neither. don't remember yeah. where any of them are. I've seen them too, but I don't I don't know where they're at. I, I never I I've never played in a Rounders underground poker room though. That was that's the one thing I wish I would I, I had experienced. I've not played like in that. Yeah. I've played in an illegal casino in New York City. I have not played in an in an illegal poker room in New York City. Mm. But they all exist. Rounders is real. It happens. Big money. It's why it was so hard to get casinos to be made in New York City, downstate. They didn't want to touch it because of all these greased in people with big money games. Molly's mm. game is real. Ever read the book or see the movie? It's real. Real. So now you've got to have, take it out from, you know, the, the, the basement of some walk up in Queens or in, you know, or in Manhattan. And you're going to put it into a legitimate casino operator. I mean, you put it right next to the stadiums. Like the, the, the one in Pittsburgh is literally you walk from the game, right? Right to the casino. Same like, thing in St. Louis. Yeah. Yeah. Bush it's, Stadium. Yep. So after Steeler games, huge crowds, not after pirate games, because nobody goes to the pirate games. And it's 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 close enough where you could get from like the Penguin games over. But I got a lot of buddies that work there and stuff. It's a different crowd. It allows for big nights, like, you know, big pockets of activity. But then what it, you don't have to bring the bus trips in if you put it in New York City. You don't have to bring, they'll come in droves. Right. It'll 100%. be constantly busy. Oh, yeah. twenty four. Especially if they let it go 24 hours. Oh. I mean, if they decide to, make, to have it be 24-7, then... Look out. <laughs> I mean, New York is like that anyway. I mean, they technically have a last call at 4 a.m. in New York City, but some people don't, some places don't even abide by it. <laughs> they just roll it over. How, who does that hurt the most? Uh, well, that's why I brought it up because I, I, think, I think it actually kills Foxwoods. Fox more, so than, more so than Jersey? More so than Jersey because Jersey doesn't have casinos. They've got online sports betting, but Atlantic City is well. They have Atlantic City, but uh, yeah, no, it really hurts. It really because Ace mm, AC it kills AC. Yeah, it kills them it both. Kills AC. It kills them both. It kills both Connecticut and Atlantic City. It's it 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 destroys them both. Man, that's tough. I don't know. Like, <laughs> so we're gonna see as we've seen when things start to happen, where either something more is gonna open up. You see the opposition from the people that it could hurt the most. So I'm interested to see where where it comes from. 
because I didn't even think the first thought was AC's dead. You know, in yeah, Pennsylvania, so in Pennsylvania is a close second behind that. No, North, Connecticut's Connecticut's crushed. And you you bring that up. Yeah. It's definitely Connecticut. It's oh, yeah. Definitely. Foxwoods and Mohegan Sun live on New York residents. Right. Ma- Massachusetts residents, too. But now, now you have you would have it be on both sides. You would have Springfield with MGM. So you'd have the casino in Springfield, Mass with MGM to the north of Connecticut. And now to the south, you'll have one, two, or three full-on casinos in New York City. So now Mohegan Sun's getting attacked on both sides. Oh, my. Bad news. Bad news for those operators. Bad news for those tribes that have been operating un- unopposed for years and years and years. And now they have to be very creative. Whew. Yeah. I mean, Hartford's a decent population center, but it's, I mean, that's Mohegan Sun. I mean, that's where we went. I mean, everyone in college, everyone else, like you turn 21, drive down there. You go to Mohegan Sun, you go to Foxwoods or in New York, they take the bus up. I mean, that bus trip, that Peter Pan bus trip from New York City to Mohegan Sun or to Foxwoods, like they just like wear a path going back and forth. It's not even far, is it? No, it's probably two hours. Yep. Hour and a half. And south. Going going south, it's uh, forty five minutes from Springfield. Oh, <laughs> it's nothing. It's a quick little hike. Now it's not a big Hartford and Springfield. Hartford's a bigger population base than Springfield is, but if you're from Boston, it's an hour and a half to get there from Boston, right? Or two hours from Boston, so right? Depending on what part of the city you're leaving from, but yeah, so it's, it's not bad. I mean, it's it's people go there all the time, going away for weekends. Can't tell you how many people go to Foxwoods into Mohegan Sun for weekend trips, weekend getaways. And now you can go to New York City instead. Be like, hey, I'm gonna hop on the commuter flight flights uh 20, 28 minutes from wheels up to wheels down, Boston, New York. You could be there. Oh, you, you, you could probably be door to door into your hotel room from Boston to New York with, on the flight. You probably could do it in two hours tops. You could probably have door to door. So it's it's pretty big. It's, it's, it's significant and, and vice versa too. Cause people in New York go up to Boston and go gambling encore and whatnot. So like that there's, but it, it kind of, that's where you get Boston, New York kind of, if New York has what Boston has, you share people going back and forth. They skip Atlantic city. They skip Connecticut. Philly that's, to New York city is an hour and a half. Correct. Flights even less. Flights like 15 minutes. It's such an easy driver. We just yep. did it. Like I yep. didn't realize how close it was oh. and how easy of a drive it is. Except where there's traffic, but yeah. Well, yeah, no, I mean, nine, traffic 95 is, traffic sucks, but yeah, is, but if you, it's clean yeah. and clear, you're good. Yeah, it's it's nothing. It's a quick little jump. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt them too. 100%. Philadelphia? Whew. 100%. It's, yeah, that's, that's tough. So not, not, not easy to do. Not easy for them to handle. Mohegan Sun's going to get crushed. Yeah. <laughs> From the live chat. I totally agree. Complete, we're completely total crush it. All right. Uh, time, time for our prop of the day being brought to you by betprep.com. No basketball. So we're going baseball here. We are going to a game I have bet that we'll get to in better to book it. But Alex Wood starting for the San Francisco Giants. They're going over four and a half strikeouts for his debut here. Last year, Wood averaged 5.85 strikeouts per game. Wood had 19 of 25 games go over this number overall last year, struck out five or more in 11 of 15 games at home last year during the spring would start his four games, finished with 12 strikeouts in 13 innings pitched. We betting or booking Alex Wood over four and a half K's at minus minus one fifteen. 
Sounds pretty good. Sounds really good. I like that. Um, Padres had a nice weekend. Yes, they did. Three and one. I think a lot of teams are going to get healthy against the Diamondbacks. That's true. <laughs> I, I think I think that's going to be. I mean, them season wins under. It was low, but man, they're going to have a tough time of it. Yeah. Um. Did they see a lefty? This might be their first lefty that they saw. Potentially. I mean, starter-wise. I like it. I like it. I think we I can get there. I mean, we gotta get we gotta get through five, you know. I mean, in today's world, <laughs> starters don't always go through five, <laughs> but but I think we'll be okay. Yeah, I, I like it. At home, might be a little chilly up there. It's gonna be chilly. Go in April is good for when you have the home team. Okay. Yeah. Now the guy you that- like it. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Nick Martinez, the guy he's facing, yeah. has not pitched in the big lead since 2017. Been in Japan and was dominant in Japan. That's good. But I'll be curious. First big lead start. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Wait, are you doing the Giants in Benedict Booker? Are you just doing Wood? I'm doing the Giants in Benedict Booker. Oh. So we'll see about that. But I do like over four and a half Ks okay. here for Alex Wood. I think he's gonna have a I think he's gonna be very have a very good outing here tonight. Okay. So let's go to better to book it. Yep. Uh we can start with hockey and then we'll go to baseball as we'll wrap. It's just it's a low smaller day, like I mentioned before, but only yep. one game in hockey and only one way to bet it. Montreal and the Winnipeg Jets. This number, depending on where you get it, I got it last night. Over six and a half goals at minus 115 oh, yeah. for Montreal and Winnipeg. Betting or booking this. Well, I'm glad you didn't pick this side. No, I can't. Winnipeg's lost three games in a row. Montreal just oh. beat for three, four games ago. Montreal went to Tampa and beat Tampa. But I don't know what to do with the Canadians right now. I, I would say bet them. If you, I mean, sidewise, I looked last night. I was like, oh man, there's only one. They lost, eight, they lost eight to four the first game to Winnipeg. Yeah, that's why they're going to beat them. <laughs> okay. They, I, I can't believe that Winnipeg's favorite on the road. I just can't. I, I saw it last night. I'm like, oh, man, this is a spot for the Canadians. And over. Mm. I mean, the Canadians have been so good to to uh, over betters. I think it continues tonight. The, the Winnipeg gives them up. I mean, it's just like, you don't have to insane. think much. I don't know who's playing goal. I don't know all that stuff. I ain't even it's, looking. All three goaltenders from Montreal have a, have a goal against average of 3.3 or higher. Yeah. <laughs> all three. They give it up goals. Matter. And, and two and a half, 2.8 for both goaltenders for Winnipeg. I mean, it's a 5-2 win for somebody. They're playing better. Like the Canadians are playing better since uh, Martin St. Louis is the coach. Yep. Like They're just playing better. I I I'm not buying anything that Winnipeg's doing, especially them on the side. But I like the over. How old is St. Louis, by the way? Is him being a head coach makes you feel very old? All this stuff is happening to make you feel old. <laughs> Kidding me? That's big people winning. How is he the head coach? Like, was he playing like three years ago? Wasn't that long ago? <laughs> we just started. It, yeah, wasn't that long ago? Now he's the head coach in the in the, in the NHL. Like, oh, yeah. okay. So, and then the other one is back to the Giants. So I bet. When we had the giant, I bet the giants last week and I was in love with Logan Webb and I'm like, Logan Webb, this is awesome. Logan Webb got pulled in the fifth inning 
Well, the bullpen came in and blew it. So my so my win on the Giants, my bet on the Giants to win that game turned into a loss. Crap. So I'm not going to deal with the Giants bullpen very much because it's still their Achilles heel. I thought they fixed it. They have not. So I'm only going first five here, but I'm going first five money line, not first five spread. You can get, I could have gotten plus money last night, a plus 110 on first first five money line, laying a half a point. But I didn't want to do it because I think there's a chance this game's tied after five. So to at least give myself Mm. the push potential on that, Mm. I'm going to lay the juice, minus 135, Giants money line, betting you're booking it. Mm, Giants first five. Uh, I think we'll bet this too. I, I it, It's so hard early yep. in the season when you don't really know the bullpens. And like you said, how do you take Logan Webb out in the fifth? The game was, was it one run? Like they give yeah. him a No, he, he, he did not give him any, any runs. He had, like he had five, a runner five, on or something. I think, yeah, right? but it was like, it was ridiculous. It was just, it was Gabe Kapler being was, a, uh, just ridiculous. Like being Gabe Kapler, what he'd been doing, he's done this before to this team where he just doesn't trust his starters right. to go. And he pulls them early. So like Alex Wood could have seven Ks and four <laughs> innings and then they're going to pull him out in the fifth inning. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm just not going to play around with it. I think they win the game. I think there's a good chance that Nick Martinez gets hit. Giants offense has been anemic. That's my only fear. They're batting like Correct. 180 right now. So this early, is a problem. but I don't, I mean, four and a half is the first five total. I don't mind to play on the under on under. that either with that. Like a two, I think it could be two to one Giants after five essentially is what I'm betting. Yeah. Yeah, that's not that's not a bad move. That that's the thing with betting the first fives with the teams that don't hit. Like, you know, you can you can live with the variance, but if this thing's one one, at least you push. Right. I mean, you're laying that half run and you you got a good performance. You handicapped it right. Yeah. Your pitcher got you through five and only gave up one run. That's all you could ask for. Yep. But you guys don't score more than one or right. or or get shut out and you lose. Those are the frustrating ways to lose the first fives. I'll bet it. I like I, it. I'm ice cold, so I have to – I cannot be – otherwise, I would have Oh, bet. wait. You are ice cold. Wait, That's maybe true. I should book this. You probably should book both of them. I would, bet, I would fade both these bets given where I am. <laughs> I, would mm. fade, I would fade both these plays. But I, I do think it's it's a safe play. I do think it's a, it's a play that I like a lot. I would If I was hot or I was not like I am right now, like hemorrhaging my units, uh, I would – I would lay the half a point and take the plus money at plus one ten, but because there's a good chance this game could be tied after, I feel safe laying the one thirty five and potentially. If pushing. this is one one going to the top of the fifth, and the Padres get a two out broken bat base hit to go up two one, uh-huh. and then we don't we go one two three or something or strand a runner at third uh-huh. in the bottom of the fifth, mm-hmm. I I'm not betting one thing you do the rest of the week. Okay. I'm just telling you right now. And it probably I'm smart. It, all. it probably would be smart. Oh <laughs> it would, would be. You don't want me on your side right now. If you're on the side of this game, you don't want me on your side. Just FYI. All I'm right. Favorite too. thing about today is what? So, um, you know, there was some news over the weekend that was, you know, very like just unbelievable. Um, sad. So, I mean, the, the, the best thing about today is that we're alive because Dwayne Haskins is not like, I can't believe 
you know, and you don't know how to, I, I, I mean, like I like to tweet about stuff and talk about stuff and you see all these things and people say this stuff and like, you know, Shefty's thing wasn't right when it came out. There was a lot of people talking about that and who gets to be the, the gatekeepers of, you know, who's a good gambler and who's a good tweeter and who's a good reporter, all that shit. None of that matters. My favorite thing about today is that we're here and that we're alive because when I, more I find out about Dwayne Haskins, who was 24 years old and had struggles, but like made it to Ohio State and had a great year and got to go back home and be the quarterback at a team in Maryland where he grew up, isn't here. And like, you know, a lot of people that I know at home, you know, we were trading texts. Like, I mean, it was one of the first things I got on Saturday. It was like, hey, did you hear about Haskins? I was like, no. What do you, I mean, what? It was very early in the morning here. It's like, well, what? He got hit by a car and he's dead. Like he's 24. Do we know and why he was on the highway yet? Have you heard? I, no, I, I, I have I, not. Have not heard. Why was he on the highway? Don't know yet, and and I don't know if we'll ever know. You know what I mean? It might be one of those things where we'll never know. But I know that like he was down there with his teammates, working with his guys, trying to get right for the season. Trubisky has everybody come down and like they're, they're, they're working out together and like being dudes and being guys and, and, and he ain't here. Like, and it just, it, it, it hit me. And I was like, I can't say anything on Twitter. that's going to do any justice to anybody. And somebody's going to read it wrong and go, you know, fucking Dave, what is he even talking about? So I, I try to stay away from that stuff, but this form is a good form to do it. And you know, we always talk about things and fun things and favorite thing about today. And obviously it was going to be that the kids are home and we got spring break and all this fun stuff. I just wanted to take a minute because I was thinking about it before the show. And I was like, yeah, that's going to be my favorite thing about today is that we have today and enjoy today. And as much as we sweat these things and worry about what the next move is and where you're talking to and who you're talking about and who's talking about you and all that other stuff. None of it means anything, man, because my favorite thing about today is that we're here and I'm thankful for it. Thoughts and prayers to Dwayne Haskins, all the guys that were with them that, that weekend and everybody that is in his life. That's crushing, man. I don't, I went to a high school classmate who sat in front of me in high school went to a party and died in a drunk driving accident and I had to go to that funeral when I was 17 and he was an R and I was an S we sat in front of each other or next to each other in homeroom for three and a half years because he didn't make it through his senior year and I know how hard it was for the for someone to go to that funeral and I wasn't family and that had a mindset in me that, that that changed my life that day. Can't imagine how many people's lives have been changed by Dwayne Haskins is not here because he was walking on a free. Whatever happened, mm. that's my favorite thing about today, brother. It's funny because mine is kind of in, in the same vein as that. And it's funny you talk about funerals, though. So I went to my sister-in-law's brother's funeral when I was 13 years old. Didn't know she was going to turn out to be my, my sister-in-law, but it changed me. I was 13 years old and a, a kid named Matt Adler had a hole in his heart and passed away on a ski slope suddenly. Straight A kid, straight A student, like was going to be our valedictorian of our class. And like 
shook me like as, as a 13 year old like reshook shaped mm. my brain i remember i still remember liz on on up on stage on the altar with her brother and her casket being on on stage and you know 20 years later she married 25 years later she married my brother so it's wow strange how how things work that i was he was my stepdad was our baseball coach our 13 year old league baseball coach matt, matt was on our team and he passed away and we all were at the funeral. I remember going to, I'd never seen a dead body, never seen a funeral, never done anything like that. And changed that 13 was like a, like a, okay. We like, we gotta be, it, it, it definitely gave me a different perspective and right along lines of everything else. Kevin Ioli wrote, I woke up on Saturday to the terrible, tragic news that Dwayne Haskins, the 24 year old backup quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers had died in an auto accident in Florida. It was hard for me to comprehend how Haskins was gone and I, at 62, was still alive preparing for to cover a UFC fight card off of television. Why does Kevin Ioli write about this? Longtime UFC, boxing, maybe the guy who has no, was known for the story breaking when it came to Floyd Mayweather in this town, when it came to covering the UFC. He should have died. Oh, Kevin Ioli should have died. And he writes about it. Incredibly amazing story on KevinIoli.com. Go check it out. He had a 95% blockage in one of his arteries. He gets a second chance of life. He didn't know. He didn't know. He had what's called the widow maker. Oh, he went in for a test. He had a test. The doctors gave their due diligence and said, Hey, let's do this scan on your heart to figure out exactly what's going on and why you're feeling the way that you're feeling and how careful it's going to be, how we have to be careful with what's happening to you. And they found a 95% blockage in one of his main arteries. They had him on the table half an hour later or whatever it is in the story to go in there. And Kevin Ioli is now home recovering, but he could have been walking around. He was a ticking time bomb. Mm. And he is still here with us and he's covered the UFC event on Saturday night from home, but he covered it from home. Incredible. I'm so glad you sent me the text on Saturday. I don't know Kevin, mm-hmm. but Kevin's a Pittsburgh guy. Yep. And you said, read this. Dude, I'm not going to lie. I got choked up. Of course. From where you, I, I, you were the first person I thought of when I read it. It's like, Jesus, is Dave? I was like, we're, we're bringing Kevin on and you two are going to talk about this. Oh. Because you two have now a connection that I don't, I mean, I can't wait to hear what the, what you two talk about when we bring Kevin on. I read that story and, you know, I had to like breathe. I was like, wow, that's unbelievable. And I commented on there and I left my Twitter handle and said, you know, God bless you. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm thankful that you're alive. He immediately followed me after he nice. read it and we exchanged um, DMs or whatever. And then you said, you know, we got to have Kevin on the show. I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to have to ramp up. Like I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to get in a different mindset, you know, but it's an unbelievable story. And it's another one of those reminders, man, that we are all, I don't want to say on borrowed time, but the time is so important. My dad used to say it from when I was a little kid. Dave, it's all about the time. It's all about the time. And I just didn't understand it when I was little, but hearing it over and over and then seeing, you know, what happened to him and everything else, you realize that time is the most perishable item we all have. 
and you have to make the best use of it that you can. You had that wake up call at 13. I mean, I didn't have really to really at 40, funeral. really added at 40, but 13 did sh- well, shake Yeah, me. but that's the it first one. Me. Like, yeah, like looking <laughs> back, like that's the first one. Like, yeah, the first funeral I went to, I was blessed, wasn't until that one. Wow. I hadn't gone to a funeral till I was 17 years old. All my family and everybody was alive. Everybody, we didn't do that. Like, I mean, yeah. we, we were lucky. Everybody yeah, was younger. I don't know. But then, you know, you just realize it and like, Dude, that was awesome. I, I'm, I can't wait to meet Kevin. I was tweeting with him on, on Saturday night, watching the fights. I almost tried to rope him into a conversation about the judging, and I was like, no, nah, wait, maybe we can have him on yeah, the show. Yeah. But he's no, just, it was good. He's taken me, I don't want like under his wing, but like I, I just, I've known Kevin for a long time. And because when I first moved here, we were Yahoo Sports Radio, and he's been with Yahoo for a long time. So like I would reach out to him and, you know, I, I started to see him at different events and I'd see him at UFC, you know, fights and different, uh, you know, UFC related stuff. And so like, I just saw him, I talked to him and like, just kind of kibitz with him and then get to know like what he's all about and know how big of a Pittsburgh Penguins fan he is. And then yeah. became a big, big Golden Knights fan. When the Knights came here, yep. he was one of the first people to buy season tickets and he was just like gung ho and just loves hockey, loves the Steelers, loves Pittsburgh. And it was just, it was just funny. Cause like you start to realize like how many people in this town are actually from your neck of the woods. Like it's crazy, crazy. How many Pittsburgh people live crazy. in Las Vegas? It's wild. But Kevin was another one. And you know, he, he, his connection to Floyd and his, his connection to boxing was so interesting and love of reading and stuff and talking to him about different fight opportunities. And when the Mayweather McGregor fight happened, it kind of converged his whole world. And he was like the guy and I had him on like every week and talked to him about it for, for, you know, for a variety of times. And so I really, if you want to read a story today, Kevinioli.com is, is where he wrote about what happened, how he's lucky to be alive, but you know, wake up call about, you know, every day, you never know what may come about. You know, it's, it's one of those reading. It's like, great. Whoa. And he wrote it in such a way that it's not, it's not like preachy for it's not preachy or anything. Yeah. It's just it's what happened to me. Like, and he writes it. So matter of fact, it was so well-written and, and, and I don't know, it made me feel good. I think it'll make you feel good. If you, if you go read it, I think yeah. it'll just make you feel good that like, this is, this is a very positive thing. Favorite thing about today is that Kevin and is still here and it sucks that Dwayne Haskins not. Just no, yep. no, no other way about no way around that. Twenty-four years old to have, and I think Adam Schefter is going to really regret that for a long, long time. There's a lot of a lot of players in the NFL who normally don't comment on stuff like that. We're commenting like, mm-hmm. "What is this? Why would you?" And he deleted the tweet and he tried to kind of correct it, but people screenshot it and. It's just like, who cares? The guy wasn't a good quarterback. Who cares? Like, so he wasn't, and he was a good quarterback, just not at the elite, elite, elite level. Like he was, you know, of the upper, upper, upper percent, the zero, 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 the point zero, 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 one percent of people on this planet who could play that position at the highest level. He just wasn't among the top 30 in the world. Like, who cares? Save that for today. Save right. it for today. Like sa- save that if you're going to tweet about oh yeah yeah quarterbacks yeah. like save right. it for not when you're reporting the story like not huh. in the second sentence. Dwayne Haskins, it's... 24 years old, is dead. Struggled to catch on in well, with two different NFL teams. Exactly. What? Yeah, not today. No. Did we get kicked off? I don't know. I'm here. You here? Okay. 
I'm here. Okay, there we, we go. We flashed, but we're we here. Flashed. We're here. Okay. Tell the people who we are. He's Dave. I'm Matt. We're back tomorrow for a Tuesday edition of the Bostonian versus the book.